Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because. I look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go! And he is dicked. Blind squirrel finds an every once in a while. That's right. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Come on, Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> Hola, como estas, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddies, Kev Hug and Duggan. Oh, hello, boys. Oh, hello. <laughs> what Let's happened? Not... We, we just went Hispanic to, to German. We're yeah, all around what the world, you got? baby. What yeah. you got, okay. Calgo? Let's not Feliz forget Kyle. Navidad. Oh, there you yes. go. Yes. Feliz. That's a good time Feliz for this episode. Navidad. Yeah, it's good. Right. Happy, new, happy Christmas Eve, everybody. That's right. Yes, it is Christmas Eve. Hopefully, everybody is able to enjoy that. So, happy holidays from the Charger Chat group, everybody. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Mm-hmm. Every and uh, everything else under the tree. Um, yeah, Hanukkah is all of them. All, all of them. them. Yeah, all of them. Kwanzaa. You got it. It's all there. Okay, we love mm-hmm. you, each and every one of you. We see um, you. We see you. Um, all right, gang. Well, lots to talk about this episode. Uh, first and foremost, we have to talk about it because this just came out yesterday. So fun. It is awesome to see. Uh, Pro Bowl players have been announced, and for the Chargers, we have six starters. Six starters, Crazy. which is That's awesome. Cool. It is so good. Uh, the people that we kind of expected, um, actually, I don't even know that we necessarily expected. It, it's it was it, it's great just to see this. Um, yeah. At the top of the list, Joey Bosa, understandably so. Uh, still, I mean, the guy's got the most uh, strip sacks, I think, this year. He's leading the pack right now, so good to see him make the Pro Bowl. Justin Herbert. Our second-year quarterback, baby. Starting quarterback. Starting for quarterback the for the Pro Bowl. Sophomore regression or sophomore starting Pro Bowl player? Mm. How about yeah. them apples? Yeah, that, that should be the next news title. Dan Orlovsky. Okay. Um, 
Burrow's not in the Pro Bowl. Let me throw something at here. Uh, let's see. Keenan Allen making his, I think, fourth or fifth Pro Bowl start. So Done. cool to see. Um, and this guy, rookie, offensive tackle, Rashawn, <laughs> Rashawn Slater. Slater. Oh, my God. Oh, man. What what a day. And I think him. he had the most votes for a uh, tackle in the As AFC. he should. As he yeah. should. That's crazy. He's a rookie. He's had a, a stellar season, so absolutely should make it. And Safe this, to say we did pretty well, pretty well on our first round picks the last couple of years, guys. Yeah, we've been doing pretty, pretty solid. Safe to say. Well, that's um, four. Four of those six were all first round picks for us in the last five or six years. So oh, I guess you go. you're right. Pretty yeah, cool. You're right. Keenan was also a draft pick, but wasn't a first rounder. Mm-hmm. Corey's the only free agent guy in there that that's a Pro Bowler for our team. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this will be uh, Justin Herbert's first Pro Bowl, Rashawn Slater's first Pro Bowl, and Corey Lindsley's first. Pro Bowl. Congratulations, sir. Yes. Yeah. I was telling my brother in law, he's a big Bears fan, and obviously Lindsley was a Packer. He's like, wait, this is his first Pro Bowl? I'm like, yeah, dude, I have no clue how, especially being on the Packers, you would think that Aaron Rodgers' boy would get some some love. Some play crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess you got to get paid to get on the Pro Bowl. I guess so. And uh, right behind Corey Lindsley is our own Derwin James making the Pro Bowl after doing it. I think he made it his rookie season as well. So yeah. he's had he's had some downtime. He hasn't been there in a while from due to injury, but now he's back yeah. in there as well. So six Chargers starting in the Pro Bowl. And initially, when we saw this list, we we talked about it. We said, "Wait, where's Eckler? Yeah, Wait, he, how how could he not be on this list? The guy is killing it this year." He's got the second most touchdowns behind Jonathan Taylor. Like, how could he not be on this list? I'm confused by this, really am yeah. confused by it, this. It is, I, I think, so the guys that made it in front of him, I think this is just a testament to our six guys making it in the Pro Bowl. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. You had in front of Eckler, the AFC running backs are Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, and Jonathan Taylor. Those yeah. are all great running backs. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not as if Ed got beat out by some chump. I agree that Eckler should be in there because he does a lot. He does things different than those than all those running backs right, do. Yeah, he's the elite pass catching back in the NFL, not just the AFC, but in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he deserved to be in there. Um, but when you look at the roster, you go, yeah, those are all good players too. And it's tough um, competition. It's just tough to get in. Yeah, it's tough to get in there. Well, and you were also explaining that it's not just fan vote that gets you into the Pro Bowl. You right. said it was fan vote player vote and, and coach coaches vote. yeah coaches or, or management or something along those lines but yeah janitors yeah <laughs> yeah cotton candy salesmen yeah, yeah. 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 covid um, testers yeah everyone gets a vote <laughs> everybody gets a vote so um yeah so it's not just us folks it's not i mean hey i'm sure we did our job as far as making sure that chargers were represented in the fan yep. vote um but it does in take in other people's you know within the nfl there uh thoughts and perspectives as far as who should be in there. So when we didn't see Eckler, it was a bit of a downer, but it did come out shortly after that, that there are alternates, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl alternates that are going to be making uh, the appearance as well, or at least making the cut um, of that list. We've got uh, Jared Cook, who made it. Mike Williams, good for him. Uh, Linval Joseph, my big mountain of a man. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. glad for that one. He deserves that. And Austin Eckler is on that Pro Bowl alternate. So, you know, made the cut, just didn't fully make the cut. I don't know. I, I He was the next guy, basically. He was the next guy, being yeah. an alternate, so. 
that's a bummer, but he got he got a little bit of recognition. To me, the the crazy one is Kaiser White not even being an alternate. It's yeah. kind of mind-boggling. He's yeah. had an out, incredible... He plays 100% of our snaps on defense. On a defense that's now starting to finally hit its stride, and a lot of it because of him being that consistent piece in the middle. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think when you mentioned Kaiser White, I wasn't sure if that was just a fan perspective or if that was like, he really truly should be part of that program. Right. When I looked at his stats, I was like, holy shit, yeah, man. He yeah. Sh- really should yeah. be at least con- considered for the alternate. But I think he's just he's just not a name. He's not a name that I think other teams recognize or can can point to to give him that opportunity. Um, but I wouldn't have thought this guy had that option either. But Gabe Neighbors <laughs> also made Dude, the alternate he cut. Just- just by being in the same like airspace as Herbert, <laughs> just being his he roommate, even, he, dude, he's been acti- <laughs> he hasn't been activated all of our games, and he made it. Like that's powerful. That's powerful. That's or so it just awesome. speaks to the the lack of options at fullback in the AFC. Maybe there's like three of them. They <laughs> yeah. all get in, and they're like, uh, we already put these guy on. So the other fullback, he's the alternate. Or somebody was just like Gabe Neighbors. What a great name. I, I'm going to vote for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and it's interesting because this affects contracts. This is a this when sure, you get in, yeah. when you get into yeah, the negotiation, it, yeah. it affects negotiations and how much money they can and cannot be paid. So it's awesome. So yeah, looking at this list, we had six guys make the starts and one, two, three, four, five guys make alternates. I think we were talking about possibly eleven guys <laughs> making the Pro Bowl. So yeah, um, eleven technically. So technically. Technically, we got 11 names on there, which is pretty impressive because, I mean, some of these names were not guys that we were necessarily considering or talking about, like Gabe Neighbors um, making that cut. So, And I think it's interesting. Like, I didn't really think about this too much, but, like, the idea of a starting pro bowler versus a pro bowler. So yeah. I just remember watching the games. Like, basically, you'd have four quarterbacks, and they'd each get a quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what's you know what a crazy stat is that I found while doing research for this stuff? Hmm. What? Justin Herbert is the first Chargers quarterback to be named the AFC's Pro Bowl starter since Dan Fouts in 1983. Wait. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Phil, Phil was never, never the was starter. The starter. Always the backup, he was always yeah. the second quarter or third quarter Get quarterback. out of here. Justin is the, the starter the, since Dan Fouts. The two ducks going back wow. to back. It's just crazy. So So wait sick. a minute. So after Dan Fouts, there was... You had, was it Humphreys or was Humphreys, it Humphreys, Breeze, Breeze, for a couple of years, Phil? We haven't had a lot. Flutie was there for a hot Flutie, minute. yeah, that was the other name um, I was trying to think of. Wow, yeah, there, so none of yeah. those guys were starting Pro Bowl quarterbacks. Nope. Wow. Since Dan Fouts. Wow. Quack quack. Okay. Bro, well, don't forget go. Ryan Leaf, boys. <laughs> yes, yeah, he should have totally left out Ryan Leaf. <laughs> he got Sorry, robbed. Ryan. He got Sorry, robbed. Ryan. And he left <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> Jim McMahon had a great year. Yeah. Billy Jim. Joel Tolliver. We left Forgot out a couple of those from the early 90s. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, 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 re- I defer to Mike Maudlin to tell me. Here we about go. All Mike the Maudlin. There you go. That's what we, we want to hear a history of the Chargers quarterback. <laughs> quarterbacks. There you go. <laughs> and why Game they on. didn't make the Pro Bowl. Who, who the heck was so important in the entire tenure that Phil was here? I can't believe yeah. the Phil thing. Phil. But that's, dude, Phil had, was all Hall of Famers. You had Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, Eli, man, like that was the AFC the whole time he was, or I guess Eli was in the NFC, but the AFC was stacked at QB the whole time he was in the NFL. Unbelievable. It's, it's cool, though, that he, we, you know, we just lost to the Chiefs, but 
technically, yeah, I don't think suck it. I I don't think Mahomes, Mahomes Mahomes has not been the starter it. has not been the starter before. And there's no what way did he, he had, said at the beginning well, the of this year. Hold on, hold on. What did I? What did he say at the beginning of the year? I'll see it when I believe it. Exactly. And guess what? You just got put <laughs> on yeah. the pine. You know. Buddy. You know. Yeah. You know when you'll see it when you're on the bench at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Mahomes. Enjoy that second quarter. Yeah. yeah. Herbert will be done. He'll go put on his his laid and just be chilling on the sideline. He'll be done. Oh yeah. man. Gosh, yeah. you suck, Mahomes. Suck it. <laughs> Okay. Well, yes. Great, great, great <laughs> okay. group of guys to Settle make the pro ball. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Let me wipe the tears from my eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Looking, uh, the big name I think is is Rashawn Slater. That is the one that like, Dude, obviously like a fan favorite. Tackle, yeah, crazy. a fan favorite. Play has been playing out of his mind, but we all know that tackles just don't get the recognition that they necessarily deserve. In this case, he's a hundred percent deserved. Um, and he is only one of four rookies that made the Pro Bowl. Um, Jamar Chase was one of them as well. Micah Parsons and Kyle Pitts, all understandably so. These guys have been having great seasons. And the only so old lineman. And the, the only, only old lineman. lineman. Yeah. Because that's hard to do. That's really, dude, to come into the NFL as an offensive lineman and just hit it like Pro Bowl level, that just, you just don't hear about that. It just no. doesn't happen. No. I mean, I mean there, we was two tackle, there was two tackles taken before him in this draft and. He's outplaying all of them. Yeah. Yeah. See. Who wait, who's the other one? I know Penny Sewell, but who was the other? Oh, maybe there was just one. Okay. No. What? No, I think yeah. he's I think just Penny, Penny was okay. just Penny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's a guard now. Is he? Is he playing guard right now? Interesting. He's been playing guard all year, yeah. Wow. Wow. Um well, yeah. So for Slater to get it, I mean, again, and and to again just toot his horn because like you said, he had that year off of not playing. So for him to take the year off, come into the NFL, play at an elite level and protect our boy as well as he has is just, it's awesome to see. And we get him back this week too. And so. we get him back this week and God bless. We Fresh. need him. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the, much, uh, the yeah, drama full week off. How much stronger is he going to be this week? Uh, he Two better be weeks off. Yeah. Sorry. I went Keanu there for a minute. Yeah, you went blonde Turner on this. What Matrix Revolution? Um, <laughs> all right. Movie. Well, anybody that has you know kept an eye on social media saw that there was another All In episode, and this one, this one was pretty powerful. I, I, I know, almost didn't want to watch it to be honest, which is understandable. Like we, any time that we've watched All In, we've at least had a couple of wins or one win to right, kind of relish too. in, to soak in, to be like, yeah, we had that one win and it was awesome. And in this one, I mean, technically we had, I feel like it's been a while since we had a good, all in. We, a good 20 seconds of the Giants game that they covered right. and then right into the Chiefs week. Right. So it, it, the the drama behind getting the win on Sunday, having it be a short week, going get day by day as far as like what it was that was... It's fascinating. Actually. It really is fascinating yeah. for, for a short week what what they had to do as far as practice, as far as prepping, as far as recovering. And... Yeah. And everything that went into that and game planning and scheming against a team that you've already played this year that thinks that they probably know everything that you've got, like every trick that you have. So what do you do in that situation when you're playing against a division rival? And and it was just fascinating. And it was so it it felt like watching a movie, like watching a movie. Oh, yeah. When they get to that Thursday game and just the the music, man, the music was so 
Yeah, it was intense. Boom. Like, it was just hitting, and it looked great. Like, I don't know what they're filming on, but, like, it was so cinematic, the way Alexa. that they... They're shooting on some... They're shooting on Alexas. They're like... Oh, yeah. Most of the movies you see in theaters is what they're shooting on. Oh, well, they're there you wrong. go. They're not fucking around over there. They're at LA, man. Come on. Sure. Yeah, they're hey. not messing around. I, it look, it hey, pays off. It looks amazing. It looks incredible. Yeah. So it was just great to see the drama of like this build up to Thursday. You've got that Andre Roberts return. And the way that they handled Donald Parham going down was so it was just the high wide and hear the voices talking to him right i got i got emotional about that. oh it made me extremely emotional it was just like because you don't know what's being said down there you don't know what's the conversation who's saying what and i mean number one having staley being mic'd up like hearing him talking more of that more of that that was yeah we got your dp we're playing for you dp all that stuff that was yeah i almost started crying yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that was such it's, a. It's coach. He's, when he go up there, first thing I said, he went up there. He's like, "Coach is here. It's coach. It's coach." Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that, that DP. It's coach. That was. You'll be all right, man. We're gonna win this for you. I was like, "Oh, dude," tugging at love, the heartstrings. I love yeah. you, coach. Yeah, so much. yeah. Such a just a, a stand up guy and going over all the different uh, fourth down attempts. Like, it's not something that we as fans want to revisit, but seeing the thought process behind it, seeing the motivation, seeing the drive of these guys and how they want to win. Like that is the goal. Like they're not doing this just to be like, you know, fucking hot shots out there. Like they're doing this because like, this is what's going to get us a win. And all we have to do is execute. And obviously that, that was the problem is, was that we just, they didn't execute the way that they should have, but the drama behind it, the drama behind the making the decisions and, getting that lead and just everything about it was it, it, you know what's crazy cool. what was crazy yeah. too watching the fourth downs where he decided to go mm-hmm. we all sit in the stands and we analyze it and like should we go for it should we go for it his decision is that it's go for it done go for it it's fourth down right. go for it it's it's not even like a oh this then that and that and the other what happens if we don't get it what happens if we like it's just okay go for it that's just who we are it's fourth down go 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 mm-hmm. go 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 I think I think more than just winning these games, like he's looking big picture because yeah, what it says to the players when he's doing this, like even in like they had him mic'd up when he was in the thing, he's like, I'll I'll go down with you guys ten times out of ten, like mm-hmm. we're gonna do this together. He came in, this is his first year as a coach. He's, I guarantee you, his goal is to get bought in by every single player on this team to know that he's got their back and he wants what they want. Yeah, right. and. I, I don't know. It just kind of re. I already thought that, but it kind of reinforced it after watching that episode. And if you haven't watched it, you should definitely check it out. It's it's truly one of the better episodes. And I know that it might seem tough to watch a a, a loss like that, but it really is inspiring. And it shows you the type of coach that we have. He's really setting the identity for this team. You know, that's something that we've talked about. Is like, what is our identity? What are we going to be? And he is setting that tone for what it is that we are. We're we're the team that goes for it on fourth down. You know, he said, like, we're not going to be the guys that are kicking field goals on the one-yard line. Like, that's not the verbatim quote, but that was essentially it. It was like, we're on the one-yard line. We're going to go for it, dude. Like, it's going to happen. We're not just going to take a field goal and call it good. Like, we're, we're going to take it all. And the more these guys work together, the more they work out those little wrinkles and and get that execution down to a T, I can. It's exciting to think that what this team could potentially be. And I'm I'm curious too about that episode. The uh, the all the sports nutrition stuff. They kind of went into that for a little yeah. bit. Like, right, I yeah. wonder what <laughs> you know. There's the lady who's giving everyone smoothies with all this yeah, crazy yeah. What, shit. In what would you guys like, pick? Are you like, going I'm with the at, turmeric mango or the cherry cherry chia seed? 
I'm a mango guy. I'd go with that one for sure. Mango too. Mango like does sound cherry chia. Yeah, I I would lean I, both. Sides. Hey, give me a shot of both. Like, what's the what's the problem? Are we short on want, chia seeds? Give me yeah, two. Yeah, we're like, like <laughs> line D lineman, right? We'll we'll take two. Yeah, but but I'm curious, like, what it was before, because we're seeing like this. You know, people are seem to be in better condition and not beat up as bad. I'm really fascinated by what the difference between like what the sports nutrition and like the sports science is doing mm-hmm. for this team versus previous teams. So that was kind of an interesting insight to see kind of what they're doing too. Yeah. The fact that nutrition even plays a factor because that's not even something that I ever considered. Like, yeah, they're, you've got doctors and strength and conditioning coaches, but they're all Ferraris, dude. You got to put the right gas in them. You can't, 100%. Fuck around. You can't be us having Taco Bell and, you know, Chick-fil-A almost every other day. It's just, that shit, that, that shit, that works for us. <laughs> doesn't work for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gang. Well, we need to uh, recognize a podcast that is on the family of uh, podcasts over at Fansided. It is the Knuckleheads podcast. Uh, NBA veterans Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles are lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers. Listen as they invite special guests, high profile athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. Named for the on-court celebration they made wildly popular, this unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast is like playing NBA 2K with no foul. The Knuckleheads podcast brings on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. Uh, the hosts, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, have had guests this season that include Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, and DeMar DeRozan. So go on over to Fansided and check out the Knuckleheads podcast. All right, guys. Well, with the good, we've got to take some of the holy cannoli. Um, the <laughs> the COVID is uh, it's 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 real and it's happening, and it is been a problem this week for the Chargers. There have been uh, a lot of guys making the list. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last episode, but to verify that the entirety of the list right now, as it stands. Joey Bosa, Austin Eckler, Corey Lindsley, Jalen Guyton, Chase Daniel, Tavon Campbell, Chris Rumpf, Kamon Hall, Andre Roberts, Joe Gaziano, and Trey Marshall are all technically on the COVID list right now. So, um, Son of a... The yeah. one that scares me is that Chase Daniel one. That's the one that 100%. scared the shit out of me when I heard that. I was like, oh no, you son of a bitch. Don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that's watched the all-in in any time that uh, the Chargers play, you look at the sideline, and if Herbert's on the sideline, he's over there talking to Chase Daniel with very close contact. So it yeah, is uh, it is very concerning to see him make the list. Hopefully they've you know packaged uh, Justin up in a bubble. They've put him on a rocket the and sent him into boy. space with Jeff Bezos before game time on uh, Just hanging Sunday. Hanging out. Yeah. Just, just, just sitting above. Yeah. Um, but the only two guys that are out for Sunday as of now are Bosa and Kamon Hall. Correct. Yeah, Those so are the only two that have been ruled out. The rest are day-to-day, whatever you need, the two negative tests. Or with the new rule, as long as they're asymptomatic for whatever period of time, they'll be able to play. Is that, isn't that right? I haven't heard anything about whatever the new protocols or rules are for, for COVID, but I know Kevin mentioned that they were going to be looking at that. Yeah, I think I think you're in the ballpark. I think it has a little more to do with that. But then it's also they've added you have to wear more masks. I, I think it's because this new strain that's coming out is spiking everywhere. Yeah. Um. So hopefully it's not as intense as the previous ones, and everything everybody's okay. And it's just a lot of 
asymptomatic people walking around the uh, facility. Fingers crossed. But it, as I counted up, that's 11 guys so far that are on the COVID list, two of them that are definitely not going to be playing on Sunday. So hopefully these guys can follow the protocol. I'm sure that they've been doing what they need to be doing. It's just it's a very contagious uh, virus that's been that's been a problem. So if anything, just hopefully these guys are okay. That That's the number one concern. I want these guys to be all right. I don't want them to be sick. And yeah. and hopefully they do so. Um, looking over at the injury report, uh, these are all guys that aren't on the COVID list but have been dealing with injuries. Uh, and this is as of Wednesday. Alohi Gilman with the quadricep injury was practicing in full. Good to see. Good, good to hear with all the, the safeties and DBs on the, on the COVID list. Big time. Yeah, um, Derwin James, however, still dealing with the hamstring injury, did not practice. I think coach said when he was at, they asked him about him, he said he feels better than he did last week. So hopefully know, it's it, just a rest day, better yeah, rest day. Something like that. For or sure, just yeah. really making sure. Like I, the question is, do you play him this weekend? You know what I mean? If you're getting a low heat back and you got everyone else's back in there, do you want to give him enough time to be rested in case something good happens? But on the flip side, if you don't win this game, nothing, it's harder for that oh, good thing to happen. it's going to be 100% more difficult. So it's just, yeah. it's a, it's a crapshoot, man. Hopefully I think he's we, better. I don't think he, based on size of the, like, importance of the game, coach is making decisions. He's just making decisions on if this guy's going to get more hurt, then he's not going to go back in. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that seems clear as to what he's doing because we've had a couple of big games and guys have sat out because they're hurt. So mm-hmm. Um, hopefully he's just good to go. And, and even if it's a limited role again, even if that's right. all he can do this week, we can pop him in there when we need him. And uh, he can go make plays in big situations and be smart with them. That's fine. Don't put him hundred percent of the plays, but I think having him at least as a threat is huge for the Texans having to prepare for him and a rookie quarterback at Davis Mills, having to try to find him every play. Mm. Sure. Um, and then Linball Joseph was also on the list with a shoulder injury, uh, got a full practice in, um, Donald Parham is going to be on this injury list. I'm sure for quite some time dealing with a concussion, he did not practice on Wednesday and the big name that we've all been anxious to see come back. Asante Samuel jr. With the concussion injury, got a full practice in on Wednesday. Yeah, he did. So yeah, that would obviously be huge for us to get him back, uh, in, hopefully playing in full and and as long as he's healthy and ready to go hey come on back asj we need you buddy um and then looking at the other side of the uh of the line is the houston texans and their uh injury report they've got a lineman justin Britt dealing with a knee injury got a limited practice wide receiver chris conley dealing with a knee injury limited practice defensive lineman jordan jenkins dealing with a knee got a full practice David Johnson, quadricep, did not practice. Uh, the running back, David Johnson, I should say. Defensive back, Lonnie Johnson Jr., quad shoulder injury, limited practice. And then tight end, Brevin Jordan, and defensive back, Justin Reed, both got in full practices. So it's a pretty short list for them, pretty short list for us. Hopefully, these full practices are, you know, we get to see these guys play, and hopefully Derwin is the one that is just taking a rest day. But however, like the, you know, we talked about our, COVID, what we're dealing with. Good like timing cough. on the cough. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> Speaking of COVID. COVID. <laughs> Speaking of. Not planned, <laughs> accidental. <laughs> Too soon. Um, the Texans have a serious COVID breakout over there. Like a lot of guys. And they, I saw somebody posted like the, 
the lineup and basically the different the backups and everything they only have one two three four five guys um their starters that are available right now mm, for, for their on deep, the defensive side defense. yeah and one of those is Desmond King. So in case you forgot that he's a Texan. Oh, yeah. The whiny Magoo. Which I forgot he was. I thought he was a Tennessee, but maybe he's moved. That was just, um, they traded around. for him on the last year of his contract. And then they just didn't re-sign him. And he signed with the Texans this offseason. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, yes, yeah, so they're they're dealing with, a lot, you know, as if they could. I think the best part of this Texans team is their defense. So looking at this is like, wow, that's that's, I don't know how you overcome some of this if these guys can't get off the COVID list. Mm. Yeah, quite a few names. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. ten, eleven. I mean, they've got eleven guys. We've got eleven guys. So that's just I think on the that, defense. That's just defense. There's like eighteen oh, or twenty total they, for that. The team. biggest name that popped on there just two days ago was Brandon Cooks. And right. that is that is catastrophic. In the game that they beat, they won this last Sunday against the Jags. Brandon Cook had two deep bomb touchdowns, and that was mm. pretty much their whole offense. Wow. Um, without him, and Davis Mills knows. He's like, I don't have very many options. I'm going to go to my best player and see if he can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And without him in there, they're going to they're gonna struggle. They're going to try to run the ball. That's the only thing I can imagine that they're going to try to do. Try to keep our offense off the field and limit possession. Because, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what their plan will be without Brandon Cooks. We'll just have to wait and see, and and we'll have to wait and see if the, if the game even happens on Sunday. If they've got know, right? almost twenty yeah. guys, and we have you know eleven right now, we'll see if it even happens on Sunday or if it gets pushed back. Um, oh, that would be such a sad Christmas present. That. No, I yeah. don't want that. Don't say that. Don't I'm not saying I want that. it. I'm just saying if they've got you, you. We just saw the Cleveland Browns yeah. had like what twenty Two guys got pushed and yeah. got pushed back. So if Texans have eighteen, I don't know why they wouldn't push it back, but. I wouldn't we'll be mad about a Monday, a Monday game. Get sure. get Herbert in primetime yeah, again. Yeah, primetime. Yeah. Come on, baby. <laughs> the best um, kind of Herbert. Yeah, they've also got their their kicker, Kaimi Fairburn, and their linebacker, Eric Wilson, made the COVID-19 list. Ian Rappaport tweeted out recently. So um, we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, as far as looking at the Texans in the AFC South, they are in third uh, with three and 11. Three wins, 11 losses. So. I <laughs> and they're really I don't only know there they really because of the, they're really only there because of the Jaguars. Two of their three wins are against the Jags. So Jaguars wow. are going to get back to back first first overall picks. It's going to be pretty incredible. That Good is job, pretty guys. incredible. I mean, wow. well, yeah, the Jags. <laughs> that that's a made for TV movie as far as whatever's been going on over there yeah. with uh with Urban Meyer and 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 all that situation. Because man, what a bullet we dodged with with all of that nonsense. Yeah. Like. Wow. Yeesh. Um, but looking at the Texans, so they just had uh they just had their win against the Jags this this last week, 30 to 16. But looking at their schedule in, in entirety, the first team they played was the Jags, was uh yeah. which was a two win. of their three wins are the Jaguars. The Jaguars. Of the Jaguars. It, <laughs> basically, to sum up their schedule, they get beat by a lot of points by good teams. They lost 40 to nothing to the Bills, 31-3 to the Colts, 31-5 to the Cardinals. And then all the mediocre games are kind of close. But mm-hmm. yeah, the Colts beat them 31-3 and 31-0. And Woo. I think we're in the echelon of Colts type of teams. So we we this, that should be the kind of score that we see on Sunday. It it, it, it just kind of has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the, there's no point in going over this whole schedule of scores because no, there's just a lot, a, lot of, a lot of lopsided losses. <laughs> losses yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, 
depending on what team, I mean, we don't even know what kind of team we're going to see for the Chargers or the yep. Texans with all of these guys on COVID. So um, hopefully, hopefully we see some, hopefully it's just a good game and, yep. uh, and Chargers just take them down to, you know, Chinatown. Yeah. Chinatown. Um, <laughs> folks, don't forget to go on over to chargerchat.com. Uh, check out some of the sweet merch. I've got my Charger Chat shirt. Kevin's got the whole crew. Yeah, the whole oh, Mickey Mouse five club. Of us. Yeah. Because um, we're the five best friends, friends that, that anyone, anyone can. can have. Um, and I've only only met two of the other <laughs> <two>, four. <laughs> so, no, that's not true. I met Mike Wildman. I've only not met uh, Craig. So hopefully one day. One day, Craig, we will all get a chance to meet and hang out but uh at chargerchat.com you can check out some of the merch meet up with other charger chatteteers ask questions and ask bolt fam and uh and also you know just have fun chargerchat.com that's what we do we have fun over there um yeah and and then also a reminder um you can now ask your ask bolt fam questions on our website there's a tab that you can go to it says ask bolt fam mm -hmm. and just look for whoever our opponent is our upcoming opponent and that's where you can ask your questions so Bada if bing. you're not on twitter and reddit we want to bring in bring into the fold we're so trying to over there and do that. give you all the avenues folks for to ask we're trying your... to make these four hour episodes is what we're trying to do <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah 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 we're going for records here folks more questions <laughs> <laughs> all right well now it's time to go on to the next segment it's coach's corner i'm excited to see what coach has got for us in store let's see what it is Great moments are born great opportunity. All comes down to today. You take this helmet and you put it right in his numbers, okay? I want to see nothing but snot bubbles in his nose. A lot of people want to blame coaches for a lot of things. Nobody puts <laughs> coaches up. And we shut them down because we can't. It's because I believed in you. And I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational. But it just wouldn't be our style. Let's do it. All right, gang. Coaches Corner coming in hot. We're coming off of a loss that, at the very least, it was an exciting game. Um, took it into overtime, just didn't win the stupid coin toss. So I guess that's a loss for us. But uh, okay. Coach has got some specific things that he wants to take a look at. So what do you got there, Coach? Yeah, I just wanted to look at the fourth downs. I mean, that was kind of the big drama about the game was us going for it on fourth down. Even mm -hmm. though every Charger knows that Charger fan knows that that's what we're going to do. It was still, for some reason, a big topic of debate. So I just wanted to look at the play calls, um, look at the situations. Um, and kind of go go with what I saw, and we can just look at it a little bit. So um, this is the first fourth down that we went for. Obviously, huge momentum play with our kickoff return. Took it down to the 20, had a couple of big plays, um, and then we got stopped down here with fourth and goal at the five-yard line. Um, the play call is perfect. Justin Herbert read it perfect, and we executed. This was the freak fluke play where... Uh, Parham fell wrong and got a serious injury, and that's why we did, weren't able to convert. Um, but just looking at the play overall, fourth and five, it's going to be a pass. They know it's going to be a pass. Everyone in the stands knows it's going to be a pass. You're not going to run the ball on fourth and five unless you get a wide open box. Um, but the, we get the look that we want with this play call. You have man to man down here. So these guys are running kind of a banjo look. So whatever combination these guys do, they're going to pick up on it. So this safety ends up running with the tight end. This out, this corner ends up sitting on Eck. So they're man-to-man -man down here. They're just locked up, okay? Then they have this zone on the other side of the field because we have trips. A lot of the times when you go trips, they go zone and man backside. So these guys are all in zone. So these circles are kind of like their zone. So two, three, 
four. And then this safety is the deep help over the top. Okay, so as the play runs, you see how there's no bubbles on this side of the field? All we're going to do is try to get Parham across the field, running away from his zone and into a wide open space because there's no zone over here. If these guys were also in zone, this guy would drop back and have this zone and this guy would sit in the flat. But because Justin knows that these guys are manned up, he knows that this crossing route is going to be there. He just needs time to be able to make it happen. The other interesting point about this fourth down, right to start the game, Pipkins has not warmed up. He's not proven that he's able to do it. They have him mono a mono on Frank Clark out here, just man-to-man. -man. Wow. There's no help. There's no chip. There's no tight end. There's no running back coming to help at all. It's just, let's go. We trust you. Fourth goal. Fourth and goal. Let's go get it. So I'll play it here. Just watch as Parham crosses the field. There's going to be no zone over there, so he's going to run into wide open space. See, all of this is wide open because these guys are manned up. So this is wide open space. Justin sees it. He delivers a good ball. It's just, un unfortunately, the way that he went down cost us. So was that a bad decision to go for it there? I absolutely don't think so. We had all the momentum, that huge kickoff return. You got to try to capitalize. Again, I think that field goals for a defense feels like a victory. Sure. Like you, we, we held them. Right. Especially yeah. on that big kickoff return. Yeah. You don't want to give them any victories. Let's go and make make plays happen. If we lose, if we don't convert, that's fine. That's a victory for them. But it would be the same type of victory if we kicked the field goal. And think about it. Every time that you go for two, you just got to convert one out of two if it turns into a touchdown, right? If you're in field goal range and you convert every other, you're still plus one in the point because mm -hmm. it's seven points versus three. So if we get if you convert one out of two and you score a touchdown instead of two field goals, you're plus one. So it, it, it's just, I love this. Let's go for it. That was a great play call. Justin saw it perfectly. He delivered a pass and a freak accident. How are you going to get mad at that play call? So go ahead. I was going to say, the only question that I had, you mentioned that, um, you know, Herbert knows that the top part is zone coverage and the bottom part was man to man. Yep. Does, is, when you say he knows that, is that something that he just reads immediately? Or is that something that you think that they just knew that that was going to be their play call? going into this type of a play. Yeah, so there's that, both of those things are correct. So okay. watching tape, you get to understand what they like to do in the red zone against trips. Mm -hmm. Also alignment. You're going to see where these guys are lined up and where their eyes are. Um, so a lot of the times what helps you differ, to, to detect what defense it is is the corner alignment and your your linebackers or your safeties. So where well, just where they line up, how far they are out of the box. These guys are all the way out here. You, this safety is all the way over the top, right? Mm-hmm. The safety is all the way over the top of one. So it's likely he's going to sit there and man. If he wasn't in man, he might be in here a little bit, cheating to be able to help on any crossers. Because if he just has to get to this zone, there's no real threat. So I can cheat a little bit. So a lot of it is based on where the corners and backers align. And that'll tell Justin right away. I don't know what he saw on film to be able to, to tip him off right away. Mm -hmm. um, but he, he, he knew right away this was zone, man backside. I'm going to wait for that crosser to come. All right, so this one, fourth and one. We're at the Kansas City 33, so technically in field goal range. But if you were to kick from here, that's fifty. That's a 50-plus yard field goal attempt, Oof. right? So you miss the field goal, they get the ball at the 33. Or you go for it, you don't get it, they get the ball at the 33. So I, I just think we as Charger fans, knowing the way that kicking the ball goes, I love the idea of putting the ball in our best player's hand and letting him uh, take a chance. Mm -hmm. Okay, so fourth and one. The score is 10 to 7 Chiefs right here. We had started our comeback. This is the second quarter. First quarter was 10-0. Second quarter, this is we're starting to get our comeback. We're starting to have some momentum again. Um, 
And it's just let's 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 put the ball in his hands and let's we know fourth and one on their side of the field. We're just gonna go, we're gonna go for it. It's just it is what it is. Um, again, this is a situation. If we had tried to punt, you don't put the ball in your best player's hands. I want. I'm just gonna roll the tape, and you're gonna watch Justin just be smarter than this team. So they get lined up incorrectly. There's a big. There's gonna be a big huge opening in between in the A and B gap. So that's the center guard. Where's our tackle? There is no tackle to the right side. He flipped over to the right side. So that we went heavy, right? They're trying to get lined up to adjust to our strength over here. And there's a huge opening in this A and B gap. Justin just quick snaps and keeps it for the sneak. But again, if you don't go for it on fourth, you don't give Justin the opportunity. See, right? Look. Oh, yeah. They all tried to, they tried to adjust for this tackle over because we have guard, tackle, tackle, guard, tight end, tight end. So they go, oh, they're going to run this way. They try to overload. Look at how huge this space is right yeah. here. So Justin's like, okay, cool. That's an easy first down. I'm just going to quick, like, that's honestly all it is. It's just a quick snap and let's go. Cool. He just thanks. snaps it, leans forward, first down. Yeah. But if you don't go for it on fourth down, you don't have the opportunity for them to make that mistake. Mm-hmm. You're just going to sit there and kick the ball and hope you make it. The other thing I want you to watch is watch Frank Clark after he's just, he's just defeated. He's over here on the left side. Watch. You'll see him right here. Look at him. Just the head up, like, <laughs> just God. so upset. God, why is this guy keep doing this? <laughs> you gotta watch again. It's pretty funny. He's over here on the on the left side. As soon as we get the first down, he's just like, "God, we suck." <sighs> Man, <laughs> look at him. Just looking up to the heavens. We need help. We can't stop. Oculus, <laughs> do something. We need help. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this next one, this was right at the end of the half. I think this is the one that's kind of scarred into most of us as the man. We missed an opportunity there. Um, it was fourth to go at the one. This was, we had just gone down and scored, taken the lead. And then we were like, oh man, we left too much time on the clock. Mahomes is going to be able to go score. But Bosa gets the strip sack. We start going right down the field immediately. This is no time on the clock. There's three seconds left in the half. It's fourth and one. We're going for it. Now, what I love about fourth and one is the defense doesn't know. It puts them in a spot where we could run the ball or we could throw the ball. We looked at that first one right off the bat, fourth and five. Everyone knows you're throwing the ball. So advantage goes to the defense to, to know what's coming. Here, they don't know. So you're going to see the defense. We know that we have them in man all across the board. Um, so everyone is manned up. They try to show it late by walking the safety out. Because if you have one, two, three, four on only three, that's likely a zone type of scheme. Because it wouldn't be man to man, or else you have one on one. So it looks like zone, but this guy creeps down inside last second, and he's gonna kind of come off the edge. He's the one that ends up breaking up the pass. Uh, now, it, I love. I, I call it greedy aggression. That's what I'm gonna start calling these mm. type of uh, these fourth and goal type of things because it is. It's like I don't want three points. I want seven. You know, like that's just it's okay. I just don't want three. If I can get every other one, then let's let's rock with it. Let's get seven points. And get put the ball in Justin's hands. Let us win it with the on the front foot, which again is what Staley's been preaching. Um, I am going to Monday morning quarterback this a little bit because I think <laughs> this is the one place where we saw Phil do this for 15 years, um, and we just haven't seen Justin get to that level yet. Where Phil will see their defense and then start screaming, adjusting routes, adjusting everything, adjusting pass pro. Obviously, we have Corey Lindsay, so we don't need that. Like, I know that if Phil would have seen what they're going to run, he would have immediately switched Keenan's route and it would have been a kind of a, an, a walk-in touchdown. Mm. The other thing that would have been great in this is an RPO 
Um, again, I, this is Monday morning quarterbacking. This is after having a week to think about it and look at it. Uh, but an RPO like we did against Cincinnati where there was that wide open little seam route to Keenan, I think that could have happened here as well because this is the same thing. It's safety matched up here. Um, if we'd run a little RPO, draw this guy in a little bit and sink him behind, it's huge. What we end up running is they try to run off. He tries to run a little, they try to run a rub route. So these guys are, he's going to, this number two right here, Mike, he's going to try to rub the safety and not let him get outside. Keenan's going to run a little arrow route and they're going to try to hit him on the, the quick little out and let him run up for the end zone, which is not a bad play. I'm not saying this is a terrible play call. I'm just saying when you see the safety coming off the edge unblocked, he's going to, it's going to be tough to get the ball over him. So I'll run it once and then kind of look at what I would have like to see Justin make a switch to. Again, this is extremely nitpicky Monday morning quarterbacking. You see him be able to come up and make the stop. What we could have done is I'll leave it up on the screen so you can see these guys do their normal thing. And then you just have isolation with the best man-to-man -man receiver in the NFL on their safety. Let him come up here and just run a slant. If this guy's coming off the edge, these guys all think run and it would have been wide open. If I'll, I'll let it run with just this, just watch this route and see if it would have been open. Would have been great to see us just make this little check adjustment to be able to. I think it would have been an easy touchdown. Mm. Um, but yeah. again, extremely nitpicky. Not, I don't mind that play call. I just think that little quick, those adjustments, because there was still 13 or 13 or so seconds on the play clock when we snapped it. Mm. So there was plenty of time for him to make an adjustment when he saw that safety creep in. He could have just pulled back, yelled at Keenan to switch his route, and it could have been an easy touchdown. But I think that's going to come. Our quarterback's all pro starting. And he still has room to grow, and he'd be the first one to say that. So, um, yeah, that's a bummer we didn't get it. But I think moving forward here, he's going to learn from that for sure. Okay. All right. Last one we'll look at here. This was fourth and one. Um, we're up 14-13 at this point. This is like, man, if we can score, I feel like we put this game away. Because we go up 21-13. It's a touchdown and a two-point. And our defense had been so dominant all game. It just felt like, man, if we can get this touchdown, it's game over. So, I again, love the call. Let's go. Let's go make it happen. And when, oh, the way that we've been running the ball all game, man, it just makes sense. The only thing I'm going to point out in this play and the reason that coach had confidence, watch Matt Filer right here, just absolutely going to annihilate this Chud Sorensen on this play. <laughs> just gets put into the next dimension. Like, it's just so fun to watch. Watch, the guard's going to pull out to the right. Here comes Filer. Oh no! Boom! Just <laughs> annihilated, and that's he an made easy like a backflip on the ground. That was wow! Awesome. Look at he's all hyped up. These two guys pancaked on the ground. That's what you love to see when you run the ball. Wow! Look at um, all those defenders on the ground. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's just, and that's part. Offensive linemen love run blocking. It just that's just a fact. They pass blocking. They'll do to get paid, but they want to run block. They want to go hit people and make DBs pay for what they do all game. So. Um, when you can have this type of stuff and that right side just completely collapses and Filer's able to pull out and lead block, it's huge. It's just, it's so fun to watch. So um, again, I love coach's decision to go for and fourth down. I'll live and die by the sword trying to be aggressive and win the win the game and not just not lose it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the anchor is mobile. It doesn't just sit there. It actually <laughs> has some wheels to move. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, there you go, folks. Coach taking a look at the fourth down plays. A uh, lot of interesting stuff to take away from that. I'm sure the team is going to go over that with a fine-tooth comb. And again, I think that this is this is becoming their identity as far as how aggressive they play. They're greedy aggressive, folks. 
As Coach said, I like it. Thank you, Coach. All right, gang. Well, normally we go to Bolt Insight, but now we've got an extra special fan focus uh, for this week. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Let's see who we've got on deck. All right, guys. We are back with another fan focus, and we are super excited to have Jonas from Huntington Beach. What is going on, Jonas? What's up? It's good to see you. It's good to have you, man. We're excited to chat with you. And uh, for people watching sure. on YouTube, I think you might uh, recognize Jonas. Jonas was a feature of uh, of the Fan Fest. He was at a concert. And what happened at the concert, Jonas? What happened? Well, um, that is quite a wild story. <laughs> um, a lot crazier than I expected. Um, I know I haven't spoken about it too much publicly. But now that I'm here, I think I'm happy to share what happened from my perspective, what was going on. Sure. So at FanFest, um, as those of you who are there know, the Chargers partnered with Alt-987. They had the main come. They had the offspring. I'm a huge fan of the Chargers, of course. And I also love the offspring. So it seemed just like this incredible opportunity. And also a huge, huge Chargers fan, huge offspring fan was my friend Nick. So the two of us went together to FanFest, got there as early as possible. We were actually the first ones at the stadium. Nice. We were able to be front row in that concert and really huge turnout. Like awesome to see the mix of the Offspring fans, the main fans, uh, just the Chargers fan base overall having so much energy that day. I mean, the FanFest was really awesome. While the main was playing, super hot out. And there were all those big fat June bugs or black beetles flying about. And one of them landed on the lead singer's hand. And the dude just started freaking out. He didn't even know what to do with it. And the crowd just started chanting, eat it, eat it. (laughs) And I mean, it was a super funny moment. But then he tries to like pass it off. And I mean, I wasn't even thinking. It was just instinctual almost. I just reached my hand out, put the bug in my mouth immediately and ate it alive. <laughs> I mean, it was it. the grossest thing I've ever done easily. <laughs> um, and then just everyone went crazy. The lead singer started freaking out like insane. You could hear the whole stadium erupting. It was like, that was the, maybe the craziest moment of my life. <laughs> It was it was amazing, dude. I, I remember vividly like just getting pumped up for char- the season was coming, man. Like the fans were back. It was all this. And like they released the video of you doing that. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so pumped up. Like, I don't know if you intended to do that, but you got me jacked up. So thank you for that. You got me fired up. Of course. I mean, I was definitely not doing it for video or anything. I didn't expect it to blow up like that. That was yeah. completely out of the blue. But having that happen. And like walking around the stadium, having people like call out to me, which obviously is super foreign for me, was like so fun, so energizing. And I mean, for a lot of the time growing up, Chargers weren't always so great to have like a really strong team right now to have this super strong community. Like, like I said, so energizing and so fun. That's awesome, man. Well, let, let's find out. I want to back up a little bit. I want to find out how you became mm-hmm. a Charger fan. So how did it all happen for you? Well, I've pretty much been a Charger fan my entire life, really. I was born in San Diego. Both my parents lived there at the time. And I just grew up watching the Chargers, watching their games, going to the training camp. 
And I mean, even as a little kid, I had this football that was signed by a bunch of like the team rookies. It was super cool to just really grow up with the chargers as like my team. And of course, when they moved to LA, I was a little upset about that, but you know, nothing to touch my loyalty to the chargers. Um, and now I'm living in LA, I go to UCLA. And so I really feel just my whole life. I've been able to have that connection to the chargers, be able to go to their training, be able to follow them. And so definitely huge chargers fan, really one of my top teams for all sports. I also got to give a shout out to the angels, but chargers right up there. Right on. (laughs) Well, cool. So, you know, you've been a fan for a while. Like what do you, you know, Mm -hmm. I'd like to get perspective on, you know, it's kind of an easy question, softball question for you, but curious what your, you know, insight is, you know, what has been the most exciting thing for you in this team, you know, this year and like what you've seen us do from having the rough year we had last year to where we are now full on playoff contention. What what, what are you you most excited about? I mean, I think this is, uh, probably expected for most people, but got to give it to Herbert. Yeah. I mean, the dude is absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm a little on edge because we have had great quarterbacks before we've had Fouts, we've had rivers and we haven't been able to, you know, get that ring. But I think Justin Herbert has the ability 100% to take us all the way to get to the Super Bowl, and having this young insanely talented kid and this team that I feel works really well together. I think that's super exciting to see. Yeah. It's awesome. It's, it's just like every week we're, we're in any game and, you know, because of his talent. Mm-hmm. When he's Absolutely. To so, you know, I want to, I want to circle around, you know, you have an interesting situation you have right now. And like the, mm-hmm. the fan base is kind of, come around you and like it's so unique being a charger fan because it seems like this community is just so tight and when people are in need or people need help they just come together and we have each other's back most of us we haven't even met each other you know we just social Mm -hmm. media or like ran into each other at the tailgate so kind of tell us a little bit about what how you've experienced that what the community has done for you Mm -hmm. so right now my mom unfortunately is struggling with polycystic kidney disease Uh, It's hereditary. My grandfather had it. My uncle has it. And my mom has it as well. And unfortunately, it's just been getting worse and worse. In this past month, unfortunately, she's uh, had a decrease in her kidney health, equivalent to the decrease we've seen over the past year entirely. I'm sorry, man. Um, So it's getting rough right now. We're probably going to have to go to dialysis soon. But what I think is just so incredible is um, how the Chargers fan base has supported me. Um, A Charger fan who goes to USC saw an article about my mom in the LA Times. And he reached out to me, connected with me, and was able to bring me in with even more Chargers fans who have different connections throughout the fan base. At the most recent game, he actually, um, I went to the Giants game with him and went to Chargers tailgate, which was a complete first for me, was a completely amazing experience. And of course, super fun, super energetic. But really, as I was going around, there were a ton of people who were talking to me and saying how they're offering their full support and they want to back me up. And 
help me to help my mom and give her the support that she needs. And I was completely blown away, completely honored by how far the Chargers community has already been supporting me and my mom and going there to try to help us out. And so I think that's really representative of what the Charger community does in all of professional sports. The Charger community has this super tight knit bond and it's really incredible how we come together to support one another just no matter what they're going through we do what we can in order to support charger fans and i've been super appreciative of that that's been amazing so you know so sorry to hear about your mom man and and whatever we can do to help we really want to you know do that for you so you know what can you know people that listen to this what can they do to help some moral support like you know what do you guys have set up so right now it is tough to support people in this situation but we have a facebook page uh, set up that is being run by a couple friends of my mom who are doing a lot of work i really appreciate everything that they're doing and so on that facebook page you can reach out um, and they'll be able to get back to you on more ways that you can support if you want that's really super appreciated and just any support moral support or contacting the page uh, there's an email address there as well so i'll send that link over so that can uh, be provided in the description or something yeah we're so i mean already i've really really appreciated everything that the chargers community has been doing has sh- been showing their support for me and so all of that i just want to thank all of you guys thank all of the chargers fan fans out there because i mean truly i've been so blown away well we, we got your back man that's what family both families for man so we're uh we're pulling for you pulling for your mom um send our love to her and then we'll uh we'll definitely send the link out to everybody so they can go go check it out and, and uh, send over some love thank you i mean truly i can't even express how much i appreciate it and how happy i am to keep you know being part of the Chargers community and really i mean i appreciate all of it and i mean even being on the show it's an honor we we appreciate you jonas thank you so much for your time man and uh you know in terms of the chargers let's go let's go win dude let's go get into these playoffs let's do this absolutely i think we've got it for sure all right man we'll talk to you soon for sure well jonas you honor us by by being on this show so Truly, the the honor is ours for having you on here, and sure. and yeah, we we are deeply sorry to hear about what's going on with your mom. Um, we will have the link down in the description for anybody that is uh, feeling the need to uh, support Jonas in this situation, um, and even just moral support. That is one of the beautiful things about this Charger community is that we will we will rise to the occasion to uh, to help a fellow Charger fan out. Um, we're not, we're not afraid to do that. So, um, Jonas, our, our thoughts and prayers are with you and your mom and, uh, and thank you again for coming on again. You honor us, dude. we're, We're happy to have you on. And I loved his story. I loved his story about how all that went down with, uh, the, the lead singer and the, and the mic and the whole deal. Like I, I wasn't kidding when I said it really got me fired up for the season, just seeing all the fans out there and just going off. So you're awesome, dude. Yeah. 
you 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 rock dude <laughs> keep on rocking you rock, you rock bro um all right well gang that is pretty much it for this episode of charger chat any final thoughts gentlemen uh it's my weekly let's go get this win statement yeah so i look at this one I, i'm excited I, this is like fun game right we sh- it's one of those games where you should win in like the giants game you still got to go out there and execute so i'm excited to see how we bounce back from that chief's loss i'm really excited to see asante samuel back out there on the field uh it feels like it's been forever so yeah uh, that will be really good to see if we're able just to put the clamps on on this texans offense that ranks 32nd in most categories so mm-hmm. um kind of bummed tyrod taylor's not playing he got benched. a little bit yeah um would have been yeah. fun to see him just, just to play against them. But um, Davis Mills, the rookie, is coming. And Pep Hamilton's the QB coach over there. So right. yeah. he has he has had some magic with rookie quarterbacks. So uh, we'll see. I think it'll be it'll be fun to see how we're how we scheme to shut it down and hopefully can put up a put up a zero on that that scoreboard for the Texans. I think it would be it's gonna be a fun game. I'm excited. Um get back in the W column, finish the season strong. Let's do it. Hundred percent. So that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Uh, again, happy holidays, folks. I hope you all have a, a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Crazy Kwanzaa, every, uh, and everything under the sun. Um, we, we love you guys. And again, we're, we're very thankful to have the fan base that we have over here at the Charger yeah. Chat because we never imagined it to get where it is right now. And there's really no signs of stopping. So thank you all for, for being with us and supporting us. And uh, don't forget to bolt up. Because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. When you need to keep things cold and protected, don't just go with any old refrigerator. Go with the Rashawn Slater refrigerator. The Rashawn Slater refrigerator goes through a unique process of being shelved for one year after materializing. Doing this allows the fridge to perform at its absolute peak. How? We have no idea. Rashawn Slater Refrigerator. It works. Stop asking questions. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.